Hello and welcome to episode, what are we up to, four now? Four of Saiyan and Summit, a podcast about anime, games, and movies. I am your host, Marcus, and I'm with my co-host, Dylan. Hello. And Jacob. Hello. Mr. Isekai himself. Jesus. Um, not letting that nickname stick. No, it's 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 stuck. You, you're fucked now, buddy. <sighs> oh, well. It is so what it is. It's an amazing genre, I'll have you know. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so deep and diverse. You know? uh, it's, it's not just got... the same one over and over again. Yeah, a different coat of paint. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> and funnily enough, this week we're actually going to talk about something that's not just an anime series, but an anime movie. Or a bunch, like four anime movies. Multiple anime movies. Yeah, we've picked out a bunch of really good ones for you this week. It's uh, actually, like, no cap, they're actually really good. They're, like, actually some of the best movies you can pick to watch right now, yeah, I'd say, last... that aren't a yeah. little bit older, like the Ghibli films. They're yeah. the newer years. newer films. Even yes, though, not they're... saying that Ghibli's aren't bad, but they're, they're good. Old. Yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're an acquired taste right now, I think. With They've been around for a while. Stylized animation. It's good though. I still like lis listening to the music and watching the um food be cooked. Oh yeah, the food in those movies food. is fantastic. Dude, I just watch it just so what watch the food be cooked. That's <laughs> so <Back> good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's start with probably one of the most popular ones that's come out over the last uh few years, which is Your Name. Well, I mean to be fair, it's not really an argument there, it is the most popular in terms of money at least yeah, yeah. it is uh written and directed by makoto shinkai yours is truly on fire yeah he's he's fairly fairly good he's done a few few fairly decent films yeah this one came out in 2016 i believe so yeah so a little bit older End of 2016? yeah august yeah. but so, uh yes. anyway it's about uh Mitsuya Miza, a high school girl uh, who is looking to live the life of a boy in the bustling city of Tokyo. And then, yeah, it's like they kind of dream about it, uh, each other. And then there's another guy uh, called Taki Tachibana who lives as a boy in Tokyo. Uh, and he's struggling in his part-time job and working out his hopes for the future in architecture. And he sort of, they sort of switch places. Oh, sort of. They completely do. Oh well, yeah, it's like a Freaky yeah, Friday sort of. It's they have a dream, and the, and in the dream they yeah. swap places with each other and control each other's bodies for what, like a day or something. Yeah, it's usually for like a twenty-four hour period, and then they switch back to the next day being themselves, and then rinse and repeat. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting concept because like it's it's sort of like. Not a, something that would normally be a thing at all, like switching bodies. The concept of it in like anything is not not very like explored at all. I guess that's popular at least. Yeah, the most popular one of those was I think it was Freaky Friday, but that film's fairly old now. Yeah, and this one does it very well. I mean, I don't think there's much faulting the way that um, Makoto Shinkai does it at all. Oh no, he did a fantastic job with I that. I think the the way that he uses the uh, meteors as a plot device for it, and as it's like 
this thing that's always in your mind as this meteor and how it connects to them, like switching bodies and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. It's not just like some random reason they just swap bodies. It's like there's an actual plot device. It's there. It's not just poof, I'm in a different person's body, which honestly could be a thing in anime. They just poof, I'm, is, I'm gone. It is really uh, put down to when you get to the bare bones of it. It's kind of the neckbeard anime fan's dream, swapping with a cute anime girl. <laughs> yeah. I, what's the first scene of that when they switch bodies and the first thing he does is toss his chest? Yeah. He's fucking, gross. Yeah, it's fucking... It's kind of like you wake up and realize you, you, you look at your hands and you're like, oh, they're not my hands. Wait, that's not my body. What the fuck's happening? Yeah, to be fair, though, if you were a teenage boy who switched with a teenage girl, the first thing you'd probably do was touch your best. Oh, good. absolutely. That's why it's the neckbeard's dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so God. Uh, also, before we get too deep, we are going to spoil these films for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah, oh, yeah, watch but... out for that. So if you're worried about being spoiled for the movies, if you care about them or are planning on watching them, you definitely should. Um, yeah, we probably will be spoiling the entire yeah. plot throughout the episode. So, Yes. When was the last time you guys watched Your Name? Um, I watched it in 2016 when it came out, I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, it would have probably been 2017 because it didn't come out in Australia or like North America until a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, it would have been like a year later. Yeah. yeah. It was actually the first proper anime film that I'd ever watched. Which, you know, it probably, it you can probably say that for a lot of anime fans that it's like, these days you don't, you don't watch anime movies, you just watch either fucking 500 episodes of Naruto or... One episode of Shittiest Sekai Number Four for the week, like <laughs> anime. You don't like the films in particular. Don't didn't really do particularly well outside of like established series like Pokemon or uh, Studio Ghibli films, which you know are just beloved worldwide. Yeah, they it's like very good. Mm, your name kind of I wouldn't say set the standard, but um, really drew attention to the capabilities of anime films that aren't, aren't yeah, established series that, you know, are already popular. Yeah, definitely exploded. Yeah, especially in the West. Like, yeah, like, for me, it was the first film I'd ever watched. I don't think I'd even watched, like, films of series that I enjoyed. I just picked up Your Name for the fun of it because it was the shit at the time. I think we all did, to be fair. I don't think any of us really knew much about, um, like, we didn't watch it because the director is, like, critically acclaimed or anything like that. And we were like, oh, this uh, manga or author is bringing out a movie. Let's go. Let's watch mm. this. It was more like this is exploded in the yeah. Japanese market and we're really keen to watch a decent movie. And even though the themes are not probably something that we're all normally watching, I think movies are a good way to watch stuff like this with heavy themes and interesting, um, like backstory and writing. Yeah, well, to be yeah, it's like it's not your typical sort of Freaky Friday styled film because it 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 definitely goes deeper into like the potential for death and disaster. Yeah, and the deepening of a relationship between two characters who might not ever really meet. It's interesting because I think one of the biggest themes of the story is that, uh, the red string of fate. You, yeah. you guys know the red string of fate is. 
sort yeah, of like yeah. the red string that's tied around your little pinkies and you're connected to someone. Um, you're connected to be fated to be with that person sort of thing. But like this story kind of twists the concept of that a little bit. Like they're always like they're connected to each other by switching bodies, but they're also at the same time always going to be apart. And they, the story pulls them together all the way until the end to be together. Mm. Yeah. And you, they don't, actually like fulfill that sort of fate connecting until the very end where they meet each other on the yeah, steps. Kind of annoying. You can you can also see a, a, like visually you can see the the red string of fate because she wears it in her hair and he wears it on his wrists and it's the yeah. same one from the start to the end. Mm, it's it's very interesting because I think the red string of fate personally is such a cool concept and if it's done not just blatantly like you're connected to this person sort of thing. And then you're just always going to be together. This movie twists it and turns it, but always has a symbolism. I bet it be kind of um, not over like overt. It's kind of subtle in the fact that it's always in on screen, but it's not the main purpose on the screen at the time. Like her tying up her hair or him having it on his wrists like it's always there in like the yeah. background and it being that underlying theme that they're always connected. And that's the whole point of like the comet and them coming together to like, so like prevent this like tragedy. Yeah. Well, like um, there's a piece in the film where she goes to Tokyo to meet him and he's like, what? I don't know who the fuck you are. Cause obviously in the movie it's, uh, she meets him three years before the events technically take place. Yeah. And you see her give it to him at the very start of the film and he wakes up saying, I've dreamed. It's literally the day after she meets him is when the Freaky Friday shit starts to happen for him. But for yeah. Her, yeah, three years ago. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just throwing the cat around. Jesus. He's jumping on my shit. <laughs> Cat's literally walking on your keyboard. That's amazing. Oh, uh, little turd. And the dog's underneath the desk too. Oh, Deku? Yeah. You'll Jesus. hear her get up eventually. Oh, yep, here she comes. I can't. I can't do anything. I don't get too distracted, Dylan. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I the movie for me was pretty, pretty. I don't want to say overrated, but I'm gonna say overrated because you know it was a pretty good film. It was alright. I enjoyed watching it. It looked really nice for what it's worth. Had some really cool shots and yeah. animation was nice. Um, it's really. It was really pretty. Yeah, like yeah. shit like that's kind of cool, and the whole twist of it being like the girl being two or three years in the past, and in the main dude's timeline, she's actually already dead from a meteor. Is you know? Yeah, it's it's um the time travelies aspect of it is is not your like it's normal traditional yeah. time travel, but it's like. I don't know what you would call it. It is time what? travel, but still, like... It, it is and it isn't. Mm. They they also used, like, uh, Twilight Time as a, a set piece related to time travel as well. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, um, I would... I'd fucking eat up anything that 
involves time travel. Time travel is like my favorite shit. Time travel and like, I don't know, mystery behind it. But in your name, it kind of just like comes out of nowhere towards the latter half of the film. And then it's all of a sudden a big rush to save this whole town from Meteor. And it's like, you know, it's it's kind of cool. But I certainly think yeah. it's a it's a weird film to be pretty much the highest grossing anime film outside of Ghibli and outside of the loot Demon Smash Slayer. Demon Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is it is weird, but I think one of the things that carried it would definitely be how well the music is composed within this the um movie. I the really music, remember the music, not the, So I still listen to some of the like music from the movie because one of the bands that did the soundtrack for it, uh, Radwimps, um, uh, yeah. are su- like super popular, I'd say. But it's it's just it has this the sense and the feel, and they do a very very good job of intensifying or like putting a bigger sense of emphasis on whatever's happening especially when he at the end do you remember when he gets to the the top of the mountain and there's like the music playing is very is very like somber but also very fulfilling at the same time yeah it's uh so one of the songs is zen zen zen's um and i don't know if you guys would remember it but it it pulls a lot of the themes into the song, but doesn't overpower what's happening in the the current moment when they're exploring towards the end. It kind of all wraps up and this song combines it together and it does a very good job of accentuating what is happening without sort of just slapping a soundtrack on front of it and that just plays in the background. It's, It's all melded together, which is nice. And it's hard to do. With an yeah. actual song, normally it's like a soundtrack of backing music just in the background, whereas it's like an actual like proper like song that's played alongside it as it like trails out. Yeah, he also uh, there isn't really a backing track to this one. He plays with a lot of silence as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And whenever he does put the music into it, the music's very apparent, and it's yeah pushing the theme of what is ever is happening right then and there. Yeah. Like there's the build up to when the meteor strikes, there's a, a, a lot of the, he uses a song obviously, but then when mm. the meteor impacts the, the town, there is no music. There's only, there's, and there's hardly any sound effects, but the impact you can tell it is, is huge because he has removed the, the sound and the, the yeah. effects. Yeah, for sure. I, I, there's a there's an actual quote from Makoto Shinkai saying the music will supplement the dialogue and monologue for the characters, mm. and to be able to choose to do that rather than actually writing it is I feel like a really hard thing to do as a director or a writer to put so much faith into the music team that their music and scores are gonna be able to bring to the table what he wants yeah and they did an amazing job at it yeah they they yeah they do have a fucking fantastic job at it especially at the uh end of the film when they're both on the train on those two trains that are like running just alongside each other and they spot each other 
because they're uh, after they meet uh, before the meteor hits, they forget each other's name. And that's like the the whole thing is like, oh no, what's your name? And they're like, oh, we're gonna write each other's names on our hands. And he writes on hers, and but you don't see what he writes. And then she goes to write on his, and she disappears. But then she like looks at her hands later, let it be like, oh yeah, what was his name? And it just says I love you on it. And he's like, well fuck. But yeah, the name. Sounds pretty like, cute. Yeah. yeah, they like meet each other later on, and and they're like, oh, do I? Fuck, do I know you? It's a. Uh, it is a triumph, and I don't think he. I don't know if he'll be able to make another movie quite as good as Your Name. It's sort of the pinnacle of that exact genre. And if he tries to do Star-Crossed Lovers again, which they they basically are. Yeah, they, yeah, um, they are. Literally. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally. <Quite> literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it is, there is a fucking giant star coming to destroy a whole town in the film. They're quite literally star-crossed lovers. It's <laughs> oh, a hard-pressed to call a comet a star, but yeah. Shooting star. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> but he, he does try to do it again in um, Weathering With You. Yeah, that's the next one on our list, I believe. Weathering with you. Uh, in Tokyo, it's currently experiencing rain showers that seem to disrupt the usual pace of everyone living there to no end. And then uh, amidst the seemingly eternal downpour arrives the runaway high school student, uh, Hodaka Morishima. He's um like this, I think he's like 13 or 14 in the film. Uh, yeah, and he like... Oh, my favourite. High, yeah. school, high school freshman. Yeah, and he like he struggles to financially support himself, and like ends up in a job as a small time publisher. But at the same time, uh, he meets uh, the other main character Hina Amano, uh, who's also striving to try and find work and sustain herself with her uh, younger brother. And yeah, they like they meet up, and he saves her from these shady men, and they like run off together. And he finds out that she has this weird power to control the weather, to make it sun, make it sh- sunshine, or um, I think at one point she also helps make it rain. But yeah, she's called something like a sunshine girl in the film, if I remember correctly. Mm. Out of weather? Yes, but I don't know. You two haven't watched this movie, have you? This is, yeah, this is the one movie I, uh, uh, I haven't watched. Yeah. yeah. This. Um. Yeah. yeah, it's it. It does seem like it has um very interesting plot to it because the themes around i guess natural phenomenon that he plays on in his movies which with like the comet i mean it's not very natural but like well it's it's, not man-made yeah that's for sure um it and then weather in this one they're sort of out of your reach and out of your power but i guess he gives the characters sort of this ability to pull it in, rein it into their decision making. Yeah, he he puts the responsibility on typically a a teenage hero or heroine, and then yeah, in the, in this one in particular, it's um it's basically kids without parents and how they deal with having to be that responsible at a young period in their life, which is really good. But um yeah. It's hard to talk about with you two not having watched it, but like in the, it's another Makoto Hitchinkai film, obviously. Another and in this film, Star Cross Lover film. Yeah. Oh well, kind of, but not really, because you don't. They don't really get to that point where it's a 
where they discuss the romance part per se until basically the very, very, very end of the film. Oh, okay. But yeah, you can two of the characters from your name, the two main characters actually appear in the film. Right, it's just before, uh, just after he they finish school and before they meet on the steps. Part of a oh. terrible point to show them in the film. Come on, show them actually. Yeah, being together. That's what we're all here for. But I think he was try. I think he might be trying to build some kind of universe. I imagine a third, if a third film comes out based in Tokyo, the what happened at the end of Weathering with You will be in effect there. Marvel Cinematic Universe, but with comets and rain. <laughs> the Makoto Cinematic Universe. It's like, I do wonder if Weathering With You would have been as popular and as, you know, financially successful as it was, considering it is top 10 highest grossing anime films of all time, up there with Your Name. I do wonder if it was, would have been that popular and that successful if Your Name didn't do as well. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it probably was like, hard. yeah, it would have been like, oh, it's the guy who did Your Name, the fucking greatest anime film you guys have ever watched, or the only anime film you guys have ever watched. So, yeah, it's certainly it's... like, for me, it was on my radar. I haven't actually watched it, but it's something that I look look at like, oh, I should probably watch that movie, but I can't be bothered at the moment. I'd rather sit on social media for four hours straight. <laughs> yeah it is rough i think that it's it's very hard to live up to an expectation that you've set especially when it's it's very similar to your name but also at the same time has like a different spin on it but it's similar enough that people are gonna compare it to um each other oh yeah absolutely yeah it's it's an odd dynamic that he's kind of set for himself by making such a great film and then wanting to make films that are very similar to it yeah and also make them better than what they were already it's it's very hard because he um he sort of put himself in that genre i guess now even though he didn't want to he i think there was a point where he said he wanted people to stop going and seeing his films because oh, really? it it was um because it's got so popular yeah okay it sort of it sort of like sets this expectation if everyone sees his film he's <laughs> he's gonna have to live up to that which I think in a certain way he does it's not any worse than your name but it's not better yeah but if you were to watch them in like a different order I think you you could enjoy weathering with you a little bit more than um your name just based on you watching it first and then watching your name after because you, yeah you'd have the sense that oh, i enjoyed weathering with you and then your name's basically the same so i enjoyed weathering with you more because i watched it first but you might not you might honestly think that your name's a better movie in which most people would probably agree with you yeah that's true um weathering with you also touches on some like a, some a little bit darker sort of stuff because there's a moment where you, they come up with uh, the main female character runs into two older gentlemen and she makes a deal with them to earn money. But obviously in the film, you can see them going to like a sex place, right? So they run into like, there's a little bit of grooming in there. Um, and then you've got the running from law enforcement and then he fires a gun at police officers, which is kind of fuck, fucking... A brutal scene to watch. And then, yeah, like, running away from home, 
to a, a big city and then trying to like fucking find work is difficult enough, yeah. even as an adult. It, yeah, so it shows a bunch of the uh, lower rural class people and the stuff that they have to go through in a, I guess, a society where the the weather affects a lot of the ability to do anything, even more than what it already is. Like, normal life is super hard for people with nothing. We truly yeah, do live yeah. in a society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's the meme for the episode. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's get it. I think, yeah, most of the film's actually set in rain. Like, it rains for, I'm pretty sure, like, 80 or 90% of the film. Which is fucking <sighs> sick, because... I love anime rain. It is <laughs> for so some good. reason, it it's just like, you... You think like falling asleep to rain on the roof is fantastic. Imagine falling asleep with fucking anime rain on the roof. That shit. <laughs> just have a little screensaver that's just anime rain falling Literally. onto like tin roof. Nice. Rain but kawaii. Oh shit. <laughs> rain but it took 200 fucking man hours to animate. <laughs> And in those 200 man hours, they probably made like 15 bucks each. Oh, bro. Literally. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Actually, was complaining about rain yesterday. I was playing um, the new beta for Battlefield, and the rain just comes in, and it just splatters all over your screen, and you can't see a single thing, and you can't turn it off. How dare but you? But now, so but, now I'm, <laughs> but now I'm like, I love rain, although <laughs> I do listen to rain. Almost, actually, no, every night when I go to sleep, I have like an app that plays like rain because oh, it, it just helps me go to sleep. I just, I found it one day. It's on YouTube. Guy was like, I listen to this when I'm traveling on a plane. And I was like, I'm fucking downloading that. And I've had He's it not. ever since. I, I think I've had it for probably like eight years now, I reckon. And it's just, oh, shit. just listen to it every night. I go to sleep. I feel bad for whoever. We'll have to listen to it one day when I go to sleep, but, you know, that's a problem <laughs> for future Jacob. Oh, shit. White noise is very good, and I think that's one of the things that the rain in this movie would definitely do well, is that it kind of tones everything down and sets a very, like, euphoric and inferior feel to the moments. Because yeah. rain, rain just has a is like a certain feel about it that mm. just changes everything. Like it can be pissing down rain outside, and you just sit there and like look out the window and you're like, "Wow, that's sick." Wow. <laughs> Thanks, rain. Well, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather watch the fucking rain on a two D screen <laughs> from an anime movie two years ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. true. <laughs> Uh, now what, just... It's just like, why is food always better in anime too than in real yeah, life? Why does it true. always look way better? I did see a scene actually from it where the guy is eating like a Big Mac. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And does it? He he like it's like super like like well done. It like... looks like a, a Big Mac, but better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, better, but better Big Mac. It has bounce. Yeah, and he was. <laughs> doesn't he say that like this is like the best meal he's ever eaten? I think that's a very yeah. interesting thing as well because, like, obviously they're poor, and the fact that that Big Mac is one of the best meals he's ever eaten 
even though it looks amazing from the clip, I was like, bro, that's some Ghibli movie food right there. It looks amazing. But the fact that that Big Mac is the best fucking thing he's ever eaten is awful. I couldn't... It just shows how bad his life has been. <laughs> the little Big Mac is amazing. Oh, it's disgusting. You know what's funny about that Big Mac too? is That's when the two main characters meet each other. Like that, is, they use the Big Mac as the plot point. Oh, that's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fast food saving lives. And it's not called a Whackers or a McDonald's in this. Yeah, it's, it's just McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking gold. I love that. Hello, Waka Waka Donald. Oh. Waka Waka Donald's. The devil is a part timer. Waka Waka Donald's. Yeah, Jesus. Literally, it's like any. Just change one letter in the word, and you got yourself fucking. Free copyright. Dude, all you gotta do what is mean? turn the M upside down. Bruh, easy dubs. Don't even have to yeah. redesign it. <laughs> it's yeah. just a McDonald's. There's also, before I forget, there is a theme in this film of um, sacrifice, but it's not really like brought up too much because um, f- the more she uses her like rain, sunshine power, right, the more she starts to fade away. And, um, it gets to a point in the film where she's like, I'm going to show main dude what's happening to my body. And she like opens up her dress and you just see like, she's pretty much just see through with like these little water fish flowing through her skin. And you, uh-huh. and, yeah, eventually That's she just like, just fucking straight up disappears. Like, oh shit. And then, um, yeah, the main character, the main male character is like, fuck, I need to find this, this chick, this, um, what's her fucking name again? Oh, Hina. He needs to find Hina Amano. And yeah, mm. he ends up going to the same special place that she's ended up in and freeing her. And But it's to free her, they had to sacrifice something else. So what they ended up sacrificing is basically the whole of Tokyo. Like oh, yeah. it just, it Fair starts enough. to literally flood. Fair enough. I did the same. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Sacrifice the city for some of that anime <laughs> titty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't even get some of the anime titty because he gets fucking sent back home to school for the next three years on probation so he doesn't end up in prison. Oh, well, it's a good investment. Oh, is that because he shot the cop? Yeah, because he pointed a gun at the police and it was an unregistered <laughs> firearm. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> That's so funny. He like, he, like, breaks free of the police station and stuff, too. Like, he, it is pretty good. Nice. <laughs> also, before we, we do go on to the next one... um. The music for this was also done by Red Wimps again, so they also yeah, obviously do a Fun really ship. good job. And uh, Makoto Shinkai must really like their work because they did a good job on your name, and he was like, here, have another one. But well, they, they really made it into too. their 11th studio album as well, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so they did the same thing with um, your name. They made it into a full studio album, and you can oh, cool. you can go listen to it. And I honestly do recommend listening to your, your name one. I haven't listened to too much of the Wuthering With You one. I've listened to the the uh, like official soundtrack or the theme for the song, which yeah. is um which is really good. It's definitely not as good as um your name's one because nah. that one's very iconic. I think if everyone hears it, they'll instantly be like, ah, oh, your name, yeah. Do you yeah. hear? Here's zen zen zen, and you're like, yep, I've got it. Move down. <laughs> But this one is really good. I enjoyed it. It came up on my Spotify and I listened to it and it was just there. 
chilling. It's not a bad song. It sets the tone for the movie, I think, especially because it's in the um the trailer. Obviously, it does a very good job of setting the tone and not overblowing it to any degree, which is nice. Now you've got excellent music taste when Spotify recommends the anime film music <laughs> albums. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's just solely because I uh, listen to Rad Wimps. And that's, <laughs> that's literally all it is. Spotify <laughs> is actually fucking terrible at like recommending you what you want to listen to. Hey, clearly not. Well, I I follow not many artists and the amount of times that I still don't get recommended the releases of this said artists songs when they come out is too much. It's too high. You just don't. I get some. I need to follow them. Yeah, I do. That's the thing. I, I just get some random ass rapper with a low budget garbage album. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I want to listen to some good music. But yeah, nah, Red Wimps again. They uh, yeah. they do music very well. They have a certain sound that I don't think you'll forget them yeah. ever. I feel like I'm not selling this movie very well, but it is it is pretty good. It's well animated. You do really like it? Would it's you consider pretty. it better than your name? Nah. Oh. No, I I consider it like a spiritual sort of sequel, but that's about it. Uh, but yeah. if you like your name, you probably like Weathering With You, to be fair. And it's only a movie. It's only like uh, just over an hour, so it's not too bad yeah, over time. An hour 45-ish? 112 minutes, so just under two hours. So you were close. Fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. Nice. <laughs> But um, we should probably we can move on to the next one if you want, which is um, I want to eat your pancreas. Have you guys watched Pancreas? I have, and I'm gonna be honest. I've watched I was a little fan. bit. I watched a little bit of it, but I I have a problem with movies where I watch I start watching them at really really late times in the morning, and I fall asleep, and I just don't don't ever go back to watching it. I did it with um, Star Wars Rogue One. Four times. Yeah. I started watching it. I watched half an hour four times and I fall asleep every time. And I've never finished watching it, but I want to. But yeah, so I did the same thing with this one. I started watching it and then I just didn't finish it, which is kind of sad. You know, it's um, so while I would recommend it to anyone who enjoys, I guess you could call them sad romance movies drama kind of shit uh it uh, it's one of those ones where it was really pushed after your name and silent voice after all those well-received anime films came out and you know so i was like so i liked your name and i liked silent voice so maybe i'll like pancreas and it started off pretty well but then it just uh, it went in a way i really didn't like I wasn't the biggest fan of it, and it certainly doesn't have the same uh, Makoto Shinkai, Your Name, Beautiful Rain aesthetics. Like, it's good, but it's it's not the same. It's nowhere near as good as Your Name. Yeah, the main character is like... like boring a as hell. Fucking, yeah, it's a pretty fucking boring dude. I get that's the point, and I get the whole point is the the girl in the movie who has... what is It's pancreatic cancer, right? I don't know if they explicitly say they that. Never, pancreatic they, illness. Yeah, they just say it's a pancreatic illness. They never say if it's cancer or not. It's probably it's cancer. Yeah. yeah, what else could it be? There's a lot but of yeah, illnesses. 
the girl that gets that. It's like obviously the whole point is she comes into this boring ass dude's life and makes it exciting, and then he turns into a better human being. But yeah, basically, yeah, that's the whole gist of the film. It's uh, I feel like it's very similar to Your Line, April. It's sort of like, except in this one, the guy knows about the illness. Like, yeah. that it's uh-huh. terminal, right? Yeah, he's the only one that knows except for outside of her family. Yeah. So your name, your lie in April, sorry. Your lie in April was like very similar themes except it's music based. Yeah. Uh, the dude wait. doesn't know about the illness, like how like severe it is sort of thing. Yeah. Until, I'm like, going to go out and say, I didn't like your lie in April either. You're oh, really, no, you're so really, you can, oh, you're can, stepping on fire today, my friend. People are not the, gonna uh, like this. <sighs> they're clearly similar because I don't bite, like either of them. But yeah, no, they um they have the, the similar like, I guess structure, I guess, and huh. it's it's interesting how this one they they he knows, but he just stays around to with her for like the rest of her life which i bet that'd be not very, very long. short life yeah, yeah. the runtime of the film <laughs> <laughs> oh well she doesn't even last the runtime of the film do it no she doesn't no. <laughs> she uh, about halfway through yeah oh it's in uh... um your line april does the chick die from her disease or from something else i from something else. From something else. Yeah. Know. Spoiler alert for your lane, April. I'm pretty sure she goes into a surgery to cure her illness, and the surgery fucking kills her. Yeah, complications, ah, which is actually very realistic. It's a common that, thing in, in that in that aspect. A lot of people don't really die from the said illness. They die from complications from surgery. Yeah. And or infections from surgery. It's like it's very very common. Like, I personally have had a friend that has died in that way. Yeah. He uh, he had cancer, um, and he uh, he technically beat it to a certain degree. Like, he w- wasn't completely cancer-free, but he was on the up-and-up for the cancer point of view. But he died from infections because his immune system was so... Compromised. De- yeah, yeah. So the the theme of that is very real. And mm. is a thing that happens very often and shows, like, the reality of a terminal illness. Well, which hers is terminal, so... Yeah. 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 But uh, your line April's is, she could have lived, but she didn't. They both die from a knife, so in Pancreas, she just gets fucking stabbed in the chest. Yeah, spoiler alert, in Pancreas, <laughs> rather than dying to a disease, it's it's looking up and then uh, she just, she gets stabbed on the street. Yeah, which I think. I absolutely hate it. I think that is. Jesus. I mean, I, I get it. It's, it's like it's like you know, unexpected things happen, and the film, you know, as cliche as it would have been, her dying to the disease would have honestly been better. I just, I had so many problems with the fact that she just gets stabbed. They do kind of set up the fact that there that she might get stabbed because it's mentioned earlier on there's a guy running around stabbing people and you see her like take on a couple dudes oh yeah over granny or the foreshadowing's there it's yeah the foreshadowing certainly in the film and pretty easy to pick up but that doesn't mean i like it anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um i think similar to your and lie your 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 lie in april 
They do the same thing where after the main girl dies, she has like a letter or something written to to the main character. I'm pretty sure he's in both of them. I can't really remember your lie in April. But the one that that part of I want to eat your pancreas, I think was done extremely well and much better than your lie in April. Yeah, I'd say so. I will admit it as much as I the film was okay yeah, purely because it. the scene with the letter was fucking destructive. Let's be real. It's quite long, quite... Oh, you mean when he gets the visual. book? Yeah, the diary thing. Yeah, um, living with dying, the book, the, the diary she was writing in, yeah. Mm. Sorry, I called it a letter. It's what it is in your line, April. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It is really good in Pancreas. That's probably the best part of the film and probably why everyone likes it. But... Yeah, it's very emotional at that point, too. Mm. Too bad up until that point, the main character was literally an emotionless fucking robot. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is odd when the main character is so, like, redundantly useless that you just don't even know why they're there. Like, they're just there as, like, a like a prop, like, wonderful. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, it's he's meant to annoying. be, like... He's meant to be, like, pretty much nothing, so he has, like, no friends, no emotions. He barely says a fucking word. But she, like, builds him into a character, basically. And mm. it's funny, because I don't like her either. She's pretty boring. Well, no, she's not a boring character, but she's not a... Nothing special. Don't like her that much. Yeah, she's a bit pushy. We're, but it is... You have to give him props, because I didn't really like her character, but I was very sad when reading through the book after she died. Oh, she got stabbed in the street. Yeah, because oh. you only see one part of the personality while she's alive, but then you see the other 90% in that book. Mm, which, you know, it does it does really well. That scene is quite good. Did it bring a tear to your eye, Dylan? Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to not gonna shy away from admitting that, but... Would you say it's interesting, Dylan? As... <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we have a thing okay. in the podcast now where we're not allowed to say interesting anymore because it was the word that pops up the most in every fucking episode. Mm, uh, I've been trying to rein myself in. Trying to not say um and ah, Christ. Ah, they're all right. I can just pop those out. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> I'm derailed. Um, out, out, of these, out of these four movies that we're <laughs> talking about this episode, the yeah. one that I actually did really like and will super duper highly recommend you go and watch is Goto Animation's voice. Silent Voice. Ooh. What a Such fucking a movie. Actually, yes. I, I honestly cried like a fucking bitch during this movie. Isn't that hey, pretty normal? Hey, yep. <laughs> 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 no, this movie hits so many, so many heartstrings. I, I think it does such an amazing job at what it's trying to do is make you feel bad for the characters affected and then also empathize with what's happened to both yeah. of them for, I guess the, uh, uninitiated, yeah, the, synopsis on this bad boy? the synopsis on uh, a silent voice is pretty, pretty, I'd say it's pretty hard to, um, like dumb it down. But, uh, I basically, a guy bully or the main character bullies 
uh, impaired hearing girl, like Mercy, Kyoko? like that's her name. Yeah, right? it's her name. Yeah, yeah, Kyoko and, and Shuya. And then um, she transfers to another school, and then years later he meets her at that school. And yeah, then, he bullies um, her because she's deaf, and yeah, it's really bad. Understand. Yeah. Yeah, little kids being terrible human beings is the base to the start of it. And then he meets her back or well not back or well, later on and um he wants to amend his um, terrible choices. After attempting suicide, yes. by the way. That is yeah. also a very big theme in this um in this movie is suicide. Um which is not for everyone, obviously. It shouldn't, well, not saying that it shouldn't be for everyone, but like it's a very dark and hard theme to watch in any way, shape, or form. It's Rather also a very hard one to do well. Yeah, but Silent Voice does it very well. Yeah, rather than dark, I'd probably call it heavy. Because, yeah. uh, you know, people call, people call shit like fucking Tokyo Ghoul dark, and it's like, shut up, they're just eating each other. Yeah, but... it's just it's just edgy. <laughs> it's just edgy edge lords being edgy. Yeah, like a silent voice is genuinely like heavy shit that hits hard, and it that... fucking beats the shit out of you for the whole movie. <laughs> the way that Dylan just described Tokyo Ghoul sounded like ooga booga eat a finger. <laughs> Compared to it's oh, that's what? like uh, Jujutsu that's Kaisen what... ooga booga eat a finger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooga booga eat finger, ooga booga blow someone's head off with my hand. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Black Flash. Mmm, mm, fucking pop. Uh, <laughs> that's also a good anime. Go watch it. Uh, but back to Silent Voice. With Silent Voice, rather than... Because all the other movies... Well, not all the other movies, but like Pancreas. Like, I want to eat Pancreas. It's like the, the entire movie has that like kind of somber background tone, but... It's not really there until Mango actually dies and he reads her book and everyone's crying. Whereas Silent Voice actually just pummels you the whole movie. Yeah, oh, no. it really Start does. To finish. It doesn't give you any chance to catch your breath because it goes from the start, the school bullying, to them reuniting and they haven't like... I guess, consoled or consolidated what happened. It's just a start. This is the start, basically, of their life of trying to be friends and trying to amend what happened and fix themselves as humans, yeah. which which is hard. And they sort of go on being friends and there's the whole self-love and self-hatred or are they, do they like each other, what's happening, like, it's it's a very mixed bag of emotions of children not knowing how to express themselves, but also how to deal with their problems and their lives, and then yeah. um, and then moving into Ishida and just exploring him as a as a human and how he's re- re- trying to redeem himself, but yeah. also feels like he's failing to do it at the same time. Well, the, but, the way that he stops being a bully is by being bullied. Yeah, he sort of... Well, no, he legitimately just gets ostracized because yeah. everyone puts Turns the on blame him. on him because he, they think he... or No, he did force the girl 
to move because he's been bullied. But he wasn't the only one. It's just that he yeah. was the one that then it turned on to him. He was yeah, the he next, was the, he was the the next victim. Yeah. yeah. Which, in reality, you think about it, you look at him and you're like, I'd probably do the same thing. You're it, a terrible human being, but then you turn into the terrible human being at the same time. Yeah, it's really hard with his character too because you see him just be this real fucking cunt. Yeah. And then you're suddenly meant forced to try and like him when he turns a new leaf. And they do a good job of, of doing that if you are able to forgive the character for the start of the film. Yeah. And it's very hard, but giving people his chicken, it's chicken, second chances is a very... I love um, having a chicken sense. Hey, a chicken sense. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> it's a very hard thing to do in, in real life as well. Like, you see someone do something terrible and you, you, you might not, like, be able to give them that second chance. Whereas yeah. the... The girl, I can't, what's her name? Shoko. Shoko. Shoko Nishimiya. They, sh- she's able to give him that second chance and that chance to sort of yeah, she's himself. really really forgiving from the very like get go. It's he I think ca- it's all she carries the cast. She's yeah. by oh, far yeah. the best character in the movie. Especially yeah. since most of the cast are just the biggest fucking losers. They not are. That, yeah. not, I'm not saying it's a like a bad cast. Like The cast is really well done for the movie, but I hate them all. They're bad people. <laughs> they are. The only, the only two good characters are the main two. The rest of them yeah. are all B-tier shit cans. But... Did you know the, um, the dub actress for Sho- uh, Shoko, the deaf girl, was also deaf? I did actually. I didn't. That's amazing, actually. Yeah, they they cast her specifically because she was deaf. And I um, guess I guess I didn't really listen to the dub, but I'm guessing it would be very similar to the way a deaf person would speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, oh, very, she's very deaf. Right on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, deaf people speak with a sort of a, I don't know how to say it. I don't know the way that they speak is. Um, <sighs> this might be offensive, but it sounds like they have water in their mouth. When they speak. Yeah. I think it's just they're unable to, obviously, because they're deaf, they're yeah. unable to pronounce things in the way that it might be pronounced because they're moving their mouth the same way that they see it, but maybe yeah. not the same sounds that come out. But it it does, if that's what they've done, that's really cool. Yeah, she did, the dub is actually, uh, it's pretty good. Some of the translation is doesn't work, but uh, it is actually a pretty good dub per se. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but yeah, I'm um, anime purist. Sh- I would never watch dirty fucking dumb anime. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh dear. That's it. I'm changing your name to anime purist. <laughs> uh, Dylan, dumb. you are out here today with these hot takes. <laughs> Everyone is going to uh, slander you for this. Don't bullshit me. Watching subbed anime is not a hot take. No, it's not. It's just that everyone's like, "Wow, let people watch what they want to watch." I'm, I'm be honest. No, actually, it shit. It doesn't sound the same, but also, I'm not gonna watch dub if I don't have to. Yeah, watch dub anime. I don't care. I'm just not gonna watch it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to wait the extra what four weeks for it to be simul dubbed. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. Ew, English people. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh fuck, Dylan! Uh, this is no. the guy we love. Yeah, uh, but uh, Shoko obviously is very forgiving, and I think one of the the biggest things for that is also that she is isolated 
and doesn't have any friends and has been bullied. And when someone finally wants to be friends with her and like is nice to her, she's like, yes, be my friend. Don't leave me. I'm sad. I'm suicidal, literally. Yeah. He's also very similar in that spot, but the the dynamic is that he's the person that's put her in such a position. Yeah. And the story explores both of them, but then moves more into um the male um protagonists. Uh what's his name? Uh Shoya. Yeah, Shoya. Sh- yeah, Shoya's um Shoya's way of sort of trying to I guess face the world as he is and like actually sort of not be so downtrodden and want to end it all. Yeah, he has this thing where they portrayed in the anime is just a big fat cross over every NPC's face. Um, <laughs> everyone that he doesn't know and is explicitly talked to on a daily basis just has a big fat cross on their face because it's like a visual metaphor for him, like not ignoring not, them. Not being able but... to look them in the eye. Yeah, because he's just, you know, upset, just not feeling too too good. And then, yeah, at the end of the film, he, that, that clears away because he's finally got friends and people that support him and he doesn't feel weighted down by bullying yeah. the shit out of a deaf girl when she was six years old. He definitely goes through a bit of a redemption for sure. The whole movie is a redemption arc of him. Yeah. <laughs> of him trying to redeem his irredeemable qualities. Like, it's almost to the point where they're irredeemable. Like, yeah. How did you guys feel about the scene where Shoko's about to jump off the balcony? I thought it was so well done. I like the, was, the scene as a whole was very well done. It, mm. It's really good. It, um, I, that fucking, I hardly ever physically react when I'm watching anime, but my eyes fucking popped out of my head when that <laughs> shit came up. I was like, holy shit, this, this girl's jumping off the edge. I really didn't expect it. Like, it was certainly there, and, you know, you could have picked it up, but I'm not that smart, and I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I thought at that at that point when he grabs her as she's falling and, like, fucks up his arm or whatever. Well, she actually... Actually, she breaks her arm. But, yeah, anyway, he when he falls off, I, I thought he was actually going to die. Yeah, that and is yeah, yeah, probably was... my one gripe with the film. I, yeah, that he, he should have probably died. Yeah, it should have either, either been he didn't fall off altogether and everything was well. Or... I, I do think that, though, yeah. the, um, the whole imagery of that scene after it's oh, a really off, good scene. After he, fall, after, after he falls off and he falls off and it just it turns into, like, water, right? He falls like, into mm. water. It's yeah, like yeah. It's, like, six, like... Stories or Stories whatever. or something. Yeah, and it's in a water. And then, like, yeah. the whole the whole water scene is, like, him, like, in his own mind and, like, him sort of, like, falling down into the, the, the dark, dark, deep depths of his self-conscious, I guess. It's portraying, mm. like, depression and all of this suicidal thoughts and he's sort of just in this and this is, like, the tipping point of it. It's very, it's very hard to uh, not feel sad or cry yeah. or just have some emotional like reaction to it because the symbolism of everything you've just witnessed like someone trying to kill themselves and yeah. then and then it's just splash 
into this sort of think tank of everything, mm. all these emotions that are come together. And it, I think from then on, it's sort of you go back to him in this like thought process of when he's he's in a coma, isn't he, from memory? Yeah, mm-hmm. then it goes to Shoko's perspective for a bit. Yeah, and then they uh, with Shoko and like all the other friends, which are shit cans, sort of arguing and fighting, and like you did this, you did that, hearsay, hearsay, like yeah, weird dynamic that's sort of pushed onto the whole cast before shit can wakes up from his coma. It's the point in the film where. It's not even like the end of the film. You'd expect it to be the climax, but then there's yeah. like another 20 minutes to half an hour of you're already down on the ground and the movie just kicks the shit out of you because they feel like it. Like, there's scenes with, like, the deaf girl, her mum, and, like, her friend, and I think the main character's mum as well. Mom, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, they fucking get angry at each other and the main character's mum comes in and stops them even though she's the one with the son in a coma and you just just fucking depressed the whole time yeah as much as i think him surviving the fall is unrealistic and takes away from the movie a little bit it really shines in the scenes that come afterwards and it's probably the best part of the movie and in it's, my opinion. it's interesting because Although, um... Interesting, you fuck. shit <laughs> Show ya, when he wakes up, he, uh... He decides that, obviously, he wants to apologize for everything. Although he's already done that, they have both come to this point where they both want to apologize for everything that's happened. And it's, it's interesting that they're... Fuck. i did it again they both want to apologize because i wouldn't have thought that they both thought that way but then they come to the t where they both yeah are at that position which is odd because it's because shoko thinks that she's like caused all of this to happen which she shouldn't have even been thinking that way but she does but then shoya is also wants to apologize for everything that he's had on his mind even though he's already done it he still feels bad for it yeah this is the first time it felt like a real apology in that film though yeah yeah it's like a proper ending and show ya like when he gets that point with all the crosses and stuff that dylan was explaining they sort of all fade away don't they yeah they all they all fade away and he just starts bawling his eyes out. And I started bawling my eyes out as well. Because it was like, it led up to this point. It was like slow, 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 slow build. After he came out of the coma, all these loose ends are being tied up. Yeah. Everyone's coming to this conclusion and everyone's sort of confronting the problems that they had. And then it's cry a lot. Be very it sad. <laughs> it's it a- so sad. <laughs> But it's like, it's like sad, happy, sad. It's a weird combination of emotions that you don't know how to deal with. Yeah, it's a miracle that that movie ends on a high note, honestly, because (laughs) on the whole lead up to it, it's just pure, fuck me, I'm sad, kind of. Gut punch after gut punch. Yeah. But it is really good. It is a fantastic movie and a fantastic ending. 
and just gritty. It's definitely my favorite of the four. I think it's my favorite. Oh, anime for sure. Film. It's probably my have... favorite anime film, full stop. Yeah. It's it's hard sure. to do that because anime films only have X amount of time to really, really grip you. Mm. And this one does it pretty quickly with themes that you're not normally um privy to, but it definitely shits you on the floor and just pummels you away for an hour and yeah. an hour and a half, two hours, and you're just basically demoralized by the end of the movie. It's... It's funny because realistically, most of us come into anime to watch sick fucking action scenes and fight scenes and cool worlds yeah. and stuff. And then it turns out all our favorite anime movies are fucking drama, slice like, of life dramas or romantic yeah, dramas or yeah, ground in reality kind of shit. Yeah, which is funny because like you wouldn't really expect that to happen, and all the all the quote-unquote best or most popular anime films are the drama ones. And even though they are, they do look really nice, it's like, I don't know, they're not, it's not what you'd expect from anime or your typical anime fan. Yeah, Yeah, I I think that's why it resonates with so many people is because there's such a big gaping problem in society right now, especially with how far society is pushed now to the point where we're, um, we're comfortable. We don't have to worry about food or like housing. Most of us, some of us point. don't. Yeah, for mo- for the most <laughs> part, at least. But like, we're not hunter gatherers anymore. We don't have to yeah. worry too much about like the basic necessities, like water, food, and housing. But there is a like obviously parentheses on that one. But we're worried about our mental health, our like image, all of these sort of problems that haven't been explored now are being explored by almost everyone and it's even more prominent now in lockdown being isolated again and then having to sort of deal with shit by yourself this movie obviously came out in 2016 so it's a bit older but the themes are still relevant and the themes are still very important to be talked about in like anything, and I think that's why it resonates with so many people. Whereas most of us go on anime, as Dylan said, and wonder to see big flashy fight scenes, people fucking hitting <laughs> people with sticks or swords or whatever it is, Sounds and like smack you with my dick. Yeah, it's big anime titties. Wow, sick as we've got the plot here for you today. But now we're like, <laughs> what is you get into the fetal position and cry like a little bitch for two hours? That was this my- film. Fuck yeah, that is my favorite movie ever. <laughs> it's it, it uh, I I it's mine. Also my favorite yeah. movie. I I don't yeah really watch much movie or like even animated films really. I don't I'm not a massive film person, but I think it does a lot of themes better than most normal films do and how it like approaches them. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what she, um, the director, uh, Naoko, does next. I think she's got a fucking a series coming out this season, too. Uh, yeah, the Haiki story. The Haiki story, which we'll actually have to catch, because I think it's got four episodes out already. So I yeah. might have to actually watch that. Because it's, uh, it's set in uh, feudal Japan, I think, the Haiki story. Oh, man, I can't remember. It's um, I only had a brief look at it. 
Director uh, Naoko uh, Yamada. 13th century epic depicting the rise and fall of the Tyra clan. Well, it's an epic, so that's always good. We, I do love a good epic. She yes, has a sir. really good uh, portfolio behind her. She does. Kayon is a fantastic slice of life, probably the pinnacle of slice of life anime. Yeah. That's good shit. There are so many good female directors in anime. Did you Have you ever noticed that? I don't pay attention to directors usually, like, not going to lie. But yeah, I do. Yeah. I do notice a lot of them are female. Uh, uh, they are very good at writing stories that make you feel yeah. a lot. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was written by a female mangaka, I'm pretty sure, too. And that's like one of the top. Demon Slayer is female, isn't it? I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. Let me just, I'll look up Brotherhood to make sure my fucking facts are right. I'm pretty sure Demon Slayers were written by, um, I can't actually see. <laughs> they don't use any pronouns here. Yeah. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist was written by a female mangaka, and it's one of the uh, best pieces of fiction to come out in a very long time. A little bit subjective there, Marcus. I mean, look, man, it, it's up there. It's it's all right. it's pretty good. Okay, so say it was the best. <laughs> they ha- so the author hasn't actually revealed their gender, but Weekly Shonen and Jump employee disclosed that the author is a female. So Demon Slayer is written by a female. Which I did think that was the case, and I think it just goes to the show. They're so fucking good at what they do, no matter who they are. Yeah. But they, the some of the ones that we've obviously listed today, do a very good job at it. Fuck yeah, boy. Not that it affects in any way, shape, or form what I watch. No, not really. Watch it's it. just... I just watch it for the um, what's on yeah. the screen. It just felt like an interesting point to kind of bring up that. Yeah. It is. It's done by a fairly strong female writer. Yeah, Kayon is um, very good. <laughs> All right, well, that's the four films done. Should we move into um, Peak of the Week? Yes, sir. What do we have this week, Marcus? So I've picked as the Peak of the Week for me, as my little seinen show, uh, March Comes In Like a Lion. Another sad one. Yeah, I felt like it fit the theme for for today's episode. Certainly similar to (laughs) the Uh, movies that we've talked about today. Yes, sir. Give us a rundown. Um, So I'll give you the synopsis for it. It's about a a kid who plays uh, Shogi, and he's he's reached professional status in middle school, uh, and his name's Rei Kiriyama. And um, due to his... Uh, reaching of the professional status in just in middle school, he faces like a, a an enormous amount of pressure um, from the shogi community and his adoptive family because his parents have have unfortunately passed on, and uh, he he's trying to seek independence from his adoptive family from the the bullying that he cops, and he ends up moving into an apartment in Tokyo. Uh, and at the, basically at the start, he's he's seventeen and he's living on his own, and he's really shit at taking po- uh, like care of himself. Because he, the only thing he cares about is um, is shogi at this point, and he's like a, he's a real recluse and he doesn't like talking to people. Uh, but eventually, he meets up with these three sisters that are living with their grandfather, who are called Akari, uh, Hinata, and Momo. And Momo is one of the cutest fucking characters I've ever seen in my entire life. 
You got a point. Yeah, she is. She's yeah. cute. But they all like work at a like a candy shop and they're all fucking determined to turn this kid's life around and to make him like like a happier person and to make him meet new people and to get him like uh able to take care of himself and think about things outside of of shogi and yeah it's like if if you from the start if you watch him kind of like build familial ties with these three sisters and then meeting uh new people in the shogi world and how he goes from fight to fight to fight and then you also meet what causes his like main depression and it's just it's it's actually quite insane the only problem with it is it's fairly stylized so it's not like your typical anime it's done by my personal favorite studio shaft and all their shit's very stylized which is why you love it though it's it's good stylized it's not like yeah hot weird stylized sort of like i mean i don't personally like madoka magica stylization but a lot of people really do but yeah it's just it's too wacky for me personally i didn't get into it enough but much comes in a lion like a lion does it perfectly Phenomenally. it it's it has this tone and feel to it which is yeah. hard for a animation style to do but it does it so well it just sets it as like it's monotonous but also grounded in realism yeah. The other thing you might run into a problem with is it is fairly slow. Mm. Yeah, but... But that it, does make it a but, Yes. Oh, and you're a mature anime watcher now. To you be can... fair, also, I think three episodes into it, I was watching it on a plane and I was trying so hard to not fucking cry. It was so, it was so like yeah. actually heart wrenching. It is fucking brutal at the start. It is fucking sad. I, I was not expecting what I was getting into. And I started no. watching it on a flight and I was like, no, I fucking can't keep doing this. I don't want to look like an absolute mess on a flight. People are going to be like, what's he doing? What's wrong with him? And it, it is good. Even though Shogi is like a big point of the show it's not the main point it's, it's not like a, a set piece yeah. yeah it's not like a shonen fucking sports anime <laughs> yeah. where they're doing yeah. sick shogi uh, big moves they just see like slams a piece down there's a fucking explosion the explosion blocks pop up and you're like oh! there's, there's definitely some anime manga series out there that's like that but March Comes yeah. Online is certainly not yeah, it's mm. it's phenomenal. I would highly recommend it. It is probably one of the only shows that's ever made me actually cry. Wow. Yeah, it is. So, I will also say that the rating for it is extremely positive. Yes. My anime list has it at a twelve, um, for season two, and I think season one is a little bit further down the line. But season two is obviously like the conclusion and it, it yeah it it goes from season one being amazing to season two being even fucking better yeah season two is you see him it's more of a growth season rather than a this is his depression yeah it's, re- it's really good to watch that change occur to this character because you really 
the characters in this you will fucking love every single one of them. Mm. Even the bad ones, you kind of like, even though you're a motherfucker, you're right. <laughs> it's hard to do that. There's not many series that can make you like all the characters in an anime. Mm. And the 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 one that comes to mind for me, obviously, is Haikyuu. Like all the characters, like every single character, I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. I'm like, let's go, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hit that serve, brother. The, of course, Haikyuu popped up in the fucking episode. It's going to pop up in every episode. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to make every character like likable to a certain degree, but yeah, yeah March comes in like a lion, definitely does that. I have an off-topic question. Uh, how are you guys enjoying being back at volleyball? Uh, I, str- I definitely struggled. <laughs> I, I, I struggled. <laughs> uh, I, I, I said two minutes. I lasted like eight minutes, and I was like, "Bro, I'm fucking done. I'm so I'm so <laughs> cooked right now." It was good. <laughs> What about you do? Yeah, I got shit on. <laughs> oh, that's, I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, me and Marcus, uh, the first game w- wasn't too bad, but we sort of slipped at the end. We were like, bro, yeah. we're fucking gone. Actually, like, blew out. And then the second game, the next day, it was close, but we, we were so rusty. We played, like, absolute yeah. shit. My digs were going. Oh, first day my digs were so bad. We're going left and right. And the second day I got, I got some of them, but damn, I am so unfit right now and uncoordinated. Holy. Yeah, fuck. We're, I think the best game I've played was the last game I played, and it was a fucking draw. I think I've only won one game of the fucking ten I've played. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, to be fair, also the game, the second game we played, we um. How many sets did I hit give to you? Like at least fifteen, and I reckon you missed <laughs> all of them but one. They all went past the back line, and the no. last one hit the line, and we were like, "Yeah, let's go." It only took like, us the whole game. It took me most of Thursday to fucking rein them in, but they're they're back in form. I can oh, get most thank in God. now. Uh, good because I s- certainly can't hit a ball over the net right now. <laughs> I set the ball, uh, but I can't hit the ball. Oh man. Uh, volleyball. Well, at least we're back to it. Hopefully, we don't get back in a lockdown. Yeah, it'll be great when um, rebound comes back too, because then we can play with all the boys again. Yeah, have some fun. And hopefully, um, oh, we'll probably get Aiden on at some point as a guest. I reckon. He yeah, for little, sure. A little bit about anime. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I reckon we get him on to talk about uh, if we can talk to him about our uh, Star Wars, because he's a massive Star Wars fan. I reckon we talk yeah, to him about good. Star Wars visions. Because everyone's probably watched that, haven't they, by now? I have. Yeah, I've only watched the first three, but I can finish that off. At yeah, it'd take you like time. an hour and a half max. But yeah. um, yeah, I reckon we get him on to talk about Star Wars. He's a massive Star Wars fan. Fucking excellente. Well, I think that wraps up today's episode. I reckon you're right. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys, if you're still listening. If not, well, get fucked. Um <laughs> You can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods, iHeartRadio, and Acast. I'm pretty sure we're also on Amazon Music or some shit. Look, if you could follow us or sub to us or rate us and just like rate us five stars or or one star if you think we're shit, that's fine too. That'd be great. Uh, Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Dylan. If you want to find him, he's at IDGarlic. If you want to find Jacob, he's at Xenaris. And if you want to find me, I'm at LazyAsRanger. And you can also find uh, the podcast as Sane and Summit. Uh, you can also find uh, Jacob on Twitch. We want to 
want to boost that boy's boy's numbers as much as oh, we can. Jesus, get him up there. I gotta actually stream to do that. God, this week's <laughs> been rough. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we're hopefully planning to um, upload to YouTube as well at some point, and maybe put up some stuff on TikTok to try and spread us out a bit further. But yeah, other than that, that's pretty much pretty much it, isn't it, lads? Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed, and we'll um, be back next week with... We have no idea what we're doing, but we'll be back next week. Yeah, Dylan's hosting the next one. Is there any, any spoilers you want to give out there, Dylan, what we're going to do? We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, okay. The anime purist has spoken. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Catch you later, lads. <laughs> Bye.